Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. The Lost Sons follows Paul Fronsack, a man who discovered a box of newspaper clippings in his parents' attic and discovered that he was kidnapped from a hospital that he was born in. The images and accounts tell of parents grieving for a kidnapped baby and then celebrating two, two years later when the toddler is found abandoned and returned to them. And that's, I'm going to have to leave it there because I feel like I'm going to give too much away if I talk too much more about it. It's a wonderful film. It is, uh, as I understand, premiering at South by Southwest. Is this the world premiere, Ursula? Yeah. Okay. And we can't be there, so we anyway. We're very excited. Okay. I hear well, South by. I've never been, but apparently it's one of the best festivals. So, congratulations on that. Well, Thank that you. that is the director of the film. We're talking to Ursula McFarland. Ursula, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. How did you hear about this? The story. Um, I was call, given a call by uh, an exec producer at Raw. And Raw made Three Identical Strangers. They made The Imposter. So they have a kind of, you know, they've got a bit of a nose for these kinds of stranger than fiction, I guess, stories you would call them, mystery stories. They're very good at hunting them out. And I think Paul Fronsack had been over to the UK because he'd written a memoir about his story called The Foundling. And they had, I guess, seen him, heard him on the radio or something, got in contact with him. And he agreed to develop a, a film with them. And then I came on board, Lisa called me and they'd done some tape with Paul and I watched it and I just thought, oh yes, oh, <laughs> oh yes. I This guy is great, you know, he's compelling. There's interesting stuff going on with him. I'm not quite sure what it is. He's a fascinating character. You could not make his story up. He's got a big journey to go on. And so to me, it just felt like it had all the ingredients of a, you know, really good feature documentary because it had such a big journey and arc to tell so we pitched it together um and then Courtney Sexton from CNN Films uh was the one who bought it and that's what we did went off on our journey how far into his journey did you come into this story in other words there's a lot of things that happen over the course of the film in terms of his journey to find out what happened when he was kidnapped and all yeah. of the attendant wild things and details were you, was, was he far along in sort of his journey or what, what, what part of this? Yeah. I mean, he was, he was quite far along in his journey, but there were still things that he had not done. There were people that he hadn't met. Okay. Um, and again, it's so hard, isn't it? I, I mean, the thing, what we do know is that this baby is stolen from a hospital, only 24, 24 hours old from a hospital in Chicago. And as you said, you know, a, the trail runs cold. The FBI launched this massive hunt, nothing. Parents are absolutely distraught, but, you know, there is no sign of their baby. So they have to return home, get on with their lives. And then this other baby toddler by this point is discovered on a street abandoned in Newark, New Jersey, gets fostered. And then the FBI and the Newark police start to sort of talk and they realize this, yeah, we think this is the same baby. Um, so, you know, we knew all of that had happened. We knew that Paul then came back, was brought back to that family, grew up with them in the suburbs of Chicago, had a great life. And it was only many years later when he had his own child and the doctor asked him, 
can you just go through your medical history with us? Um, because obviously it's important for the new baby. And that was when he started to sort of look over things in his own mind and remember those newspaper clippings that he discovered at the age of 10. And it all, you know, he, and I think he says it all seems a bit far-fetched, doesn't it? That this yeah. baby gets found across the country two years later, brought back, you know, does, could that really be true? And that's, it's actually the trigger his daughter's birth is the trigger for him to find out, to go off on this journey, which then involves DNA and all sorts of, you know, unexpected discoveries. So we, when we met him, he knew who he was, but then there were other things that then un unfolded and unraveled after that. And, um, right. you know, well, and things that happened quite recently within the last year as well. So, and it's an ongoing journey. You know, there are more mysteries for him to un uncover, there's many unanswered questions, as you'll see when you watch the film. You know, I, I, you know, I know he's working on a second book, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But it's yeah. a privilege to go on that journey because I think it was so emotionally, um, you know, challenging and taxing for him. It's very, very. It's been very hard for him. Yeah. It, this happened, by the way, in 1964 that he was kidnapped from his. Well, maybe late 1963, but. This essentially the investigation into what happened and yeah. all over that sort of um, 64 yeah. uh, is when that all of he was returned. It sounds like he was returned probably in 65, if I'm not mistaken. It's just he was two years. discovered. So the yeah, the toddler was discovered in, on the street in 65. So that July, so July, April. So it's about 15 months later yeah. that the toddler is discovered. Then that toddler... Paul is taken into foster care and it's about a year after that that he has returned to the parents so the mother and the father don't see the baby for over over two years right so it's a long time and she and remember you know in those days the nurse who was there told us that you know you'd give birth to your baby and then they'd take the baby into the nursery and look after it and then they bring the baby back to you for feeding only for feeding and so when the baby was stolen from her, she literally hadn't seen him for probably more than an hour or something. So questions about what you would remember, you know, how much would you remember? It, it's just incredible to me. I mean, there was a photo of him. Fair, fair enough, there was a photo of him. But, you know, she'd seen him for such a short amount of time. Well, after going through birth, which I, you know, having not given birth, I can't imagine it what more physically, emotionally a bigger event in, in the life of anyone to have gone through that. And then I, I mean, it's unbelievable what his, his oh, mom yeah. went through. And, and, and you know, I mean, the she, parents, oh, go, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, it's, 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 it's unthinkable. It's so harrowing. And I do think Dora is what an incredible woman to have gone through that. And then, you know, then take the child back and, 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 you know, deal with all the sort of emotion of that. And then she had another child. And, and in fact, previously the year before the baby was stolen, she had a stillborn child. So, you know, there was so much loss and, dis and and trauma in her life. I mean, it was extraordinary, really. But she did a great job. I mean, she, you know, she looked after the, him really well and brought him up. He had a really good upbringing. But, yeah, what a what a start. You know, well, that's a had. documentary right there. What we just described is is in, in some ways its own document. It could have been. But yeah. I want to let our listeners know that what happens after that is extraordinary. It's extraordinary. It's an extraordinary story. Uh, by the way, I want to let our listeners know we're, we're talking with Ursula McFarlane. The film is called The Lost Sons, and it's premiering at South by Southwest. Uh, you have a website, which is, I believe, Ursula McFarlane. 
Com. Yeah. Yep. So people can go there, kind of find out about you and your work. And and then once this thing is out and out of South by Southwest, I don't know if you plan to go to other film festivals, but be looking for this film. Because like Identical Strangers, Three Identical Strangers, and like The Imposter, two films that are mind-boggling in just all the circumstances surrounding those two stories, this is equally as compelling. And also, the fact that Paul is such a likable person, yeah. he's a good-looking guy, he's, he seems very honest, he seems, he seems to have a good sense of himself. Yeah. And he knows he's made mistakes along the way in terms of his relationships with others in his life. But he says something very telling in the film. Um, it's fairly late in the film, but he says, trust no one. And under the circumstances, I mean, it sounds like a harsh thing for someone to say and it wouldn't make him very likable. But under the circumstances, as we will find out in the film, it's a pretty rational kind of reaction to, to his life. Is that fair, fair to say? Totally. I mean, it's funny because um, he showed me that tattoo and obviously I knew that he was a big X-Files fan. And, you know, so trust no one. And the truth is out there is another of his right, slogans. Right. Um, and he is, you know, he's absolutely determined to find stuff out. But yeah, he does. Trust is hard for him. You know, getting to know him as a documentary subject. I think trust, you know, he, he I think I think that in throughout his life has been hard and particularly sort of when he started to discover the things that he started to discover, because then of course he's thinking, well, who's been lying to me? Right. You know, what was the truth? Has there been no truth? Have there been lies for all of these years? Or did other people not know? Again, not wanting to give too much away. So yeah, I think trust no one is, I, I think I said to him, you know, is that your life philosophy? And he says, yes, it really is. And I think that does characterize him. And, but you're right, you know, he's an incredibly charismatic guy. I think it's amazing that he's managed to rise above all of this and carve a life out for himself. He's a great dad. But as we see in the film, to say people lied to him or, you know, there really aren't that many people who, well, the parents obviously knew that he had been kidnapped and didn't tell him. But along the way, I didn't feel like anybody had malevolent impulses in this story. There's some really screwed up stuff that happens along the way that we find out about. I didn't feel like there were too many bad actors in telling a story. And just because it's just, it's so unbelievable, but I want to give you a lot of credit in terms of telling this because there are so many twists and turns. There are so many different elements. There's so many people with stories to tell in this film. It's an extraordinary film in, in that regard in that you're able to find incredibly find the right balance to give everyone the opportunity who has something important to say to be able to say it and to be able to, to give some context for why they, why they, the behavior of each and every one of them. And we meet some really wild people along the way. I'm thinking of, you know, Rocco. And I mean, there's some people in here. They're just, you know, they're like out of a central casting, to be honest. With <laughs> yeah. But, especially the guy you were just, you were just talking about, but I think to your point about, you know, they're not bad actors. I think what you see in this film, which is very real, and it's not like Hollywood ending, is that people are dealing with the information they have at the time. Yeah. So, you know, his parents, for example, I think they were in an impossible situation. What yeah, were they explains. to do? As says, mom explains. Yeah, she gives a very um, credible explanation, doesn't mom? Yeah. I mean, really? yeah, exactly. And I think 
you know, I, I don't blame anybody involved in this. I think when there's a big rift in the family, when the parents get very upset at what he does and he gets upset with the parents because he can't understand why they're upset with him, this is all very normal family stuff. Nobody's malign here. They're just all trying to love each other and get to the truth and at the same time try and hold it all together because what he does in the film, which I'm not going to reveal, but it busts the whole thing open. Yeah. And then everybody's like, well, then what did happen? And then there's another mystery which comes as a result of that. I think what I've always liked about Paul's story is that he's dealing with very, very primal things like identity and yeah. family and who we are and mortality and all of that. Um, and it's it's very, very relatable, even though his story is astonishing. You know, it's, I don't think, a story that probably has happened to any other human in quite that kind of detail. But it is, it is a story that I think, you know, we, we can all relate to because it fundamentally is about families. Family. Can we love each other even when we discover all these really, really difficult things about each other? And Paul, throughout his story, throughout the telling of his story, that is primary to him. It, and it is, and he's, he is absolutely uh, dedicated to the idea that he wants everyone to feel like he doesn't blame them. He's not, he's not running around pointing fingers, assessing blame, assessing responsibility. I, he could. There's certainly points yeah. in the film and people who, who certainly could have. Nonetheless, he's, a, he, he's willing to embrace all of it and just so he can move on. He's very curious. You know, he said to me he sees himself as Columbo or something, you know, one of these <laughs> TV detectives. And, you know, the truth is out there. He's, not, he's, he's unstoppable. I mean, he will not, this will not stop with this film. In fact, I think, I hope actually, what happens as a result of hopefully many people seeing this film is that more clues will come up for the as yet unsolved aspects of it. And he won't give up. I mean, he won't give up. And I know that's been difficult for relationships. It's been difficult for him because I think he's, he's often invested so much of his time in this detective story. But he's not going to give up. And I don't think there is ever going to be quote unquote closure for him. Right. Uh, partly because many of the main players are, are dead now because it was such a long time ago. And he you know, has so many questions about why did this happen to him and who did this to him and why did they put him there and what happened during that time that he was missing and all of this kind of stuff. He will never get all the answers. And I guess at some point I would hope, you know, because I'm really fond of him, I hope that he gets some kind of peace when he gets to a point in his life where I can't find out anymore. I hope he gets some kind of peace. I think making this film has been very important to him. Um, I think it's been very cathartic. Uh, I know that he's enjoyed it. I think he's very happy with it. So, you know, it's all part of our human development, really. Isn't it? We're all just trying to sort of understand more about ourselves. And for him, that's a bigger challenge than most people. Well, in the tradition of great documentary films and film stories, this certainly ranks as that. And it is, as, as I often say, you couldn't make this up. And, and, and that's really what distinguishes documentaries from more narrative films, because, I mean, narrative films were made up, right, in some, in some very basic level. And this one isn't. And I do feel for Michelle. Of all the people in the film, I do feel a, a, a sadness for her and I, understandable, all of it. But nonetheless... Well, Ursula McFarland, thank you. Thank you for the film. Thank you. Congratulations on the uh, world premiere at uh, South by Southwest, one of the best uh, film festivals in the world. And uh, I look forward to future work. I hope you'll come back sometime. 
thank you so much and I really appreciate the, the questions in the chat. Thank you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Oh,